Name the world's best snowboarding boots since 1995. The answer, 32. Now, I've only been skiing a handful of times, and I've been snowboarding one time, so I had no idea that this brand even existed. But according to their website, they are the world's best snowboarding boots. So if you feel that that statement is inaccurate, take it up with uh, 32.com. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to Starting Sustainability, Episode 32. I'm your host, Kaylin Chenoweth. Today, we're going to talk about being sustainable and still being able to drive a car, how you can make the best of both worlds work. But I do want to give you a quick update on what's going on. I'm sure anybody who has any type of news, TV, coworkers, family, friends, Facebook, a cell phone, has heard there's this thing out there called the coronavirus, and it is spreading paranoia and hysteria across the world. Now, I'm not sure about anybody else, but as I have done the sustainability journey, I have been made fun of and given a hard time and teased about the things that I practice in my life. And for the first time ever, I am so thankful, so, so thankful that we live this way because there's a huge toilet paper shortage and other stuff going on. And I'm over here just smirking and laughing and I'm like, it's all right. We have a bidet, <laughs> so we can use that. I'm listening at work to my coworkers complaining about how they're running out of toilet paper, and we're we're actually in a meeting, having this conversation, waiting for the meeting to start. And my boss looks at me and he's like, "How about you? Are you all good?" And I just looked at him and I said, "Yeah, I own a bidet. I'm set." <laughs> and the whole room busted out laughing, but it is so truthful. And then in an, another instance, I had to go to a different site and I was talking to a coworker there and she was complaining how they went to three different stores trying to find baby wipes because they're out of baby wipes and she didn't know what to do. So I told her, I was like, look, I do cloth diapering at home and I, I know that you don't and that's okay, but I'm just letting you know if you truly do run out of baby wipes and you can't get anything, there are ways to clean up your child other than just having to put them in a bath every single time after they have a messy diaper. So I told her, I said, if you have old towels, old sheets, any old cloth, old t-shirts, whatever, just cut it into squares. I said, and then you use that as the wipe. Get a spray bottle filled with water, and then you just mist down the cloth. You just need to make it a little bit wet so it's easier to wipe it off. And I said, I know you probably don't have a bidet to spray out the poo if it's really messy. I'm like, if it's an old sheet, old cloth, then you can just throw them away if cleaning them out is too gross for you. But these are options. You could also take the sprayer in your sink and spray it down. That might gross some people out germ-wise because germs are a big issue. And, and that's okay. But I'm just saying these are different options. There are other things, which you can do the same thing. If you run out of toilet paper, you can obviously don't flush the cloth. You would have to put it in a basket and then you launder it. And I said, that's it. That's the only trick in regards to laundering is that you just have to wash it twice. She was actually very receptive and took notes and listened and was thankful that I had a solution to her issue. 
So don't be afraid to speak up about living a sustainable lifestyle, especially now because people might be forced into it, which is one positive thing about this coronavirus is that people will now have to be, some people will have to be forced to be sustainable. By trying the sustainable lifestyle, maybe they'll realize that it's not so bad, it's not so hard, and it's really affordable, and it saves you a ton of money also. And then the next time there's a big coronavirus apocalypse or whatever the next virus is going to be, because you know there's going to be another one in a couple of years, they'll be prepared and more calm about it. Okay, the next update, I need to give a huge shout out to my family, because they came down last weekend Saturday to Sunday, my mom and two of my sisters came down and they helped me go through <laughs> go through a whole bunch of stuff that we have. I've been working my way through it just slowly because my husband keeps having to work on the weekends, which is, well, he hates it. The positive is, you know, you get overtime, you get a, a bigger paycheck, which is appreciative because we're going to have a baby pretty soon. I only have four weeks left. And my son came a week early, so I could only have three weeks left if this kid also comes early. But anyways, <laughs> so I'm excited and nervous, but I was really getting the itch of we've got to get through this storage room, this extra bedroom that we have that has been total, totally transformed now from a gigantic storage disaster into a functional nursery and the other room has been transformed into a guest room. Don't go in the closet, though, because everything that we were keeping has been stored in that closet. And if you open up that door, stuff is falling out. But <laughs> I do want to thank my sisters and my mom for coming down and helping us do that. We got the, we got it painted. We got it set up. We got it rearranged. We got it decorated. And I'm so thankful and so happy because the amount of work that they did in 24 hours would have taken my husband and I six weeks easily because we can only do it during nap time if my husband's not working. Otherwise, it's just me during nap time. And there's I'm very limited on what I can do. I can't move a whole lot of furniture and heavy boxes and whatnot. So thank you. Thank you so much to my family. Really, really happy about that. And today, I finally packed my hospital bag because that's been on my to-do list for a while. So I finally got that done. So I'm feeling pretty set and prepared as much as I can be for this baby. We just don't know if it's going to be a boy or a girl. So that's the only thing left. We'll just have to wait. I did speak with one of my sisters and she does Misfit Market. And so I wanted to follow up on that. If you have not heard about Misfit Market, what it is, is a food subscription that gets delivered to you and it's the ugly produce so it's basically think of like a carrot a carrot is normally kind of like an like a pennant shape like an upside down triangle and that would be an ideal beautiful produce an ugly produce would be the carrot that's in the shape of an l or is in the shape of a corkscrew it's not ideal and therefore it does not make it to the grocery store and the farmer who grew it can't sell it because it doesn't look pretty enough to to pass uh, I don't want to say regulations but to pass like what customers have deemed to be beautiful so the grocery stores aren't going to buy it because they know it's not going to sell Misfit Market will take this ugly produce which is still nutritious and still flavorful it just looks a little bit different and they will take it and send it to you in a monthly box 
my sister does this and really enjoys it. And she, you have the ability to go on and pick how often you get the box, how much you want, if there are any things, any items that you don't want specifically or items that you do want. You have a way to, to manipulate it to your needs and what, what suits you best. Her biggest concern that she'd reached out to me about. She's like, okay, I get it. I get the produce. And then what do I do? What can I do with the box? So the box is compostable, recyclable, but it cannot be returned because of food regulations. So you will have to compost it or recycle it on your own. It will also come with ice packs in the box. And she was trying to figure out what to do with the ice packs. So you can reuse the ice packs. So if you don't have any, this is a nice way to get a couple in your freezer for, I don't know, traveling. If you have an igloo that needs to get filled up with ice, a lunchbox, if you're going to the beach for the day, if you get an injury, whatever. But at some point, you're going to run out of room for these ice packs. I mean, how many do you need? <laughs> so if you're getting this every single month, after a while, you're going to find an, you're going to need to find a way to get rid of these ice packs. So once you have your nice collection and now you've got bonuses, give them away. You can also cut the ice pack and what is inside, that gel inside, is safe to go down the sink. So you can dump it down the sink and then the ice pack package is recyclable. But they did suggest, because my sister emailed them asking what else can I do with this, and they responded and they suggested actually donating the ice packs to food banks or animal shelters, which I never would have thought of on my own. And that is a superb idea. Superb idea. So keep that in mind. So if you're going to do Misfit Market or any other type of ugly produce or box delivery system where you're going to be getting this stuff, think of other ways that you can continue to help out the community with your purchases. I did want to bring up another thing in regards to the sustainable makeup episode. I got so much feedback. and I'm very appreciative of it because I really struggled with that because I'm not a strong makeup person. So I'm really, really happy that I got so much feedback. There are obviously many other brands more than what I had mentioned. So I wanted to share the feedback that I got. There are other brands, including Dirty Hippie, that is sustainable makeup. I'm pretty sure I'm going to say this one wrong. Konjac sponge. It's K-O-N-J-A-C. Konjac sponge company. And it's a makeup sponge that uses a Japanese vegetable for a sponge. And it will biodegrade. So it's not so much makeup, but it's a makeup tool that you can use. The other companies were Aether. A-E-T-H-E-R. I think that's pronounced Aether Beauty. Alima Pure, Antonym Cosmetics, All Natural Cosmetics, that'd be the French spelling, Eco Bella, Faraday Face, here's another one that's hard to pronounce, Kjer Weiss, <laughs> I don't know, it's K J A E R, Kjer? I'm not sure. And then I don't know if it's Weiss or Weiss, but it's W-E-I-S. R-M-S Beauty. Sappho. Tata Harper. And Vapor Organic. And Vapor has a U in it. V-A-P-O-U-R. Vapor with a U. Organic. So lots and lots of makeup companies. So I'm glad that that episode 
reached so many people and so many people enjoyed it and had great feedback on that. I'm, I'm so thrilled that I could start up such a conversation for the sustainable community. And the most recent episode was about preventing food waste. And I did get some feedback. So thank you, Faith, for sharing. She wanted to share that she has tried the celery in a bread bag trick and that does not work. So don't waste your time with that one. So if you've already done it and wasted your time, I apologize. But there were so many other things in there that did work, that were good. But it's all about, you got to try it. I mean, this is starting sustainability. There's so many sources of information it's hard to tell which ones are good and which ones are bad and I did my I do my best to try them out and report them to you and as you know some are successful and some are not and I am happy to share my experiences with you and save you the headache because I don't want anybody getting frustrated and giving up on the sustainable lifestyle okay so let's get down to business today we're going to talk about sustainable cars which I'd mentioned before when I started working on this, it's a little bit overwhelming and I'm just going to take the very simplistic route. So obviously, the first goal is to keep your car out of the landfill. Keep it as long as you can. Don't feed into having the newest and the nicest and the most debt-draining car that you can get. Bonus, when your car is paid off, you can still drive it and now you have extra money. Woohoo! <laughs> so just keep it as long as possible. There is quite an extensive debate between a regular car, EcoBoost, electric, battery-operated cars. This is a beginner broadcast. I'm not the car person expert, so I'm going to stick with keep the car that you currently have. And once you're in a position where you do need to get a new car, obviously not brand new because that's financially not the smartest move, but new to you, like your car just went kaput or you were in an accident or some jerk store your car whatever the case may be go with what you can afford it does not make sense to go into financial ruin in order to save the planet so you you just keep what you can and when you have to get one you get one that you can afford and then we're going to make best with what we've got and make good decisions going from there do consider your fuel efficiency that's very important there are many, many ways that you can save on gas, but we want to be fuel efficient. And then consider your emissions. That's also very key. So those two factors will be applicable no matter what car you get, but just consider those. The next topic is oil. So whether you're going to do synthetic versus regular. So here's what I found. According to the Pennsylvania Department of Environmental Protection, they say that car owners dispose of 11 million gallons of used oil a year, and only 14% is recycled. You can recycle oil. It's just a pain in the butt, and that's why only 14% is recycled. The rest, which is 9.5 million gallons, is dumped, and that's either into the sewers or on the ground or in the trash. None of those are a good spot for oil. Jacqueline Ottman is the author of Green Marketing, and she indicates that used motor oil is the largest single source of pollution in our nation's waterways. That's really sad. That makes my stomach turn. On the other side of the argument, 
It is common to hear that synthetic motor oils are greener than the conventional motor oil. And there are really two different ways that you can go green by reducing oil-based pollution. One is by recycling what you do make. So just by recycling the oil, that's how you can go green. And then the other is to reduce the amount of oil that you're going to need. So that way you are making less that will be thrown out. Synthetic will obviously last longer. And therefore, over time means you as a customer will use, recycle, dispose of less synthetic oil versus regular oil. Another big part on your car would be the tires. Every year, 200 million tires are scrapped prematurely due to punctures or irregular wear. Tread wears down, tires dry rot in hot environments, and there's always a deal to buy three tires and get the fourth one free. Why would you only want one new tire when you know that you're going to need three additional tires six months from now or a year from now? So it just makes sense to get all four tires, but now that's four times the amount of trash. So my friend Josh, shout out, he shared a video to the Facebook group, and this was quite a while back, so I had to scroll through to find it. But it's really fascinating. It talks about a new airless tire that is being tested currently and will be on the market by 2024. So that's pretty soon. It's between Michelin and General Motors. They developed this prototype and it's called, I think it's called an Uptis, U-P-T-I-S. I don't know if it's Uptis or Uptis. I'm going to say Uptis. It is an airless wheel structure and they have them on a fleet of Chevrolet Bolt EV cars up in Michigan, which is really cool. So Michelin has made the airless tires for construction and farm equipment since 2012. I didn't even know that they had done that. And I'm in a farming community. So way to go, Michelin. Airless tires mean a significant reduction in the use of energy and raw materials used to produce spare tires. So I'm going to put the link up to the video in the show notes. So be sure to check it out. How do you get to the show notes? www.startingsustainability.com forward slash episode 32. So yes, I am definitely excited about these new airless tires because that means you'll get to keep your tire a whole lot longer. It's not going to pop. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure eventually you will have to replace them just from wear and tear, but it won't be nearly at the rate of what we're currently replacing tires. So I'm very excited about this. It's, it's coming. Let's change gears, haha, <laughs> car pun, and focus on the inside of the car. What can you do inside the car to make life more sustainable? Number one, cleaning cloths, not disposable wipes. Get cleaning cloths to clean the inside of your car. You can even get a travel pack that will fit in the armrest of your vehicle. Next one is cutlery kits. Yes, cutlery kits. By the way, I received cutlery kits for Christmas. I don't think I've actually shared that on the podcast. Thank you, April and Carol, for sending those to me. They are awesome. They are really, really cool. They've got a fork, knife, spoon, cloth, napkin, metal straw, and metal chopsticks. So you can have your cutlery kits, keep those in your car. That way, when you're forced to have to go out to eat, because you got stuck in traffic, you were really late coming home, whatever the case may be, and you go out to eat, you can say no thank you to all of the plastic stuff that they'll be putting in your bag of food because you've got your own little cutlery kit. And then 
Make sure you have your car stockpiled with your reusable grocery bags and produce bags because that is what we always forget. <laughs> I saw a thing on Facebook and I totally shared it to the Facebook group. It's a meme and it says, what gives people feelings of power? And it's on a scale of 1 to 100 and it says money and it marks it at 25% status and it marks it at 40%. And then it says remembering to bring reusable bags to the supermarket and it has it scored all the way to 100%. So yes, just wanted to share that with you guys. I thought that was really funny. Okay, we'll bring it back to the cars. So there were some things that I was really unsure of and I couldn't find any great answers like air fresheners inside of your cars. How can you do that sustainably without making a mess? Because I did see some where people would take jarred candles and leave them in the car in the sun and that way the sun would hit it and it would melt it and the fragrance would come out. I don't know how I feel about a liquefied candle, like the melted wax in my car once I start driving and if I have to hit a sharp turn. So I'm not so sure. I haven't really found any great air fresheners that are sustainable. So if you guys have some ideas, I am looking for that. So please feel free to share that. And then the last thing to address would be obviously use your car as little as possible. Get out, enjoy the weather if you're able to. Can you walk or bike to your destination? Can you carpool or even just plan your day? So if you know you have to make multiple errands, plan your route to be efficient so you don't have to do a whole lot of backtracking. Just make it one route, one loop, one trip. Try to minimize the amount that you're driving. and re That way you can reduce emissions, save fuel efficiency, all of that stuff. Speaking of fuel efficiency, I do have a list here. I wasn't sure if we were going to have enough time to share it, so I'll go ahead and share it. There, it could be a better list, but I'll just breeze through it. So a tip is to take it easy on the pedal, which means don't be speeding and don't be slamming your brakes. Don't wait till the last minute. Just drive responsibly and go the speed limit. Don't Obviously, the more you speed, the more fuel you're going to be using. The next one is to adhere to your vehicle's recommended fuel type. There's a notion that if you splurge and get the premium gas, that it's going to be even better. But you want to get the gas that's designed for your engine. That's going to be the most fuel-efficient route for your vehicle. Monitor the weight in your vehicle. Don't have a whole bunch of extra stuff in there that you really don't need, because the more weight that you have in there, the greater the drag is going to be, and therefore the less fuel efficient your vehicle. So try to keep it light. I do understand, at least up north in the wintertime, we will actually add weight, especially to pickup trucks or lighter vehicles to stop them from fishtailing on the ice. We would put, I used to drive a pickup truck when I was in high school, and we'd put 70 pound sandbags in the back, especially over the tire hubs in the back of the pickup truck, just so it had traction, especially on snow and ice. So keep it safe, but if you're able to reduce the weight safely, then obviously go for that in order to be more fuel efficient. You also want to focus on reducing the drag. You want to keep your car as aerodynamic as possible. You do want to use your vehicle for fun things, like if you need to put a roof rack on there for kayaks or a bike rack on the back because you're going to go camping. If you're going on a long trip and you need to put the extra storage up on top, that's okay. But just be aware that all those things are now going to add drag and reduce your fuel efficiency. So use them because you actually need them. 
and then when they're not in use, get them off of your car, and that will help with your fuel efficiency as well. Another point is to make sure that your tires are inflated to the correct tire pressure. If your tires are running low on air, then this is going to increase the rolling resistance of your tires, and that's going to rob you of your very precious fuel. Continue to be a responsible car owner and stay diligent on checking your tire pressure, especially when the weather is changing. Anytime it goes from extreme hot to cold or vice versa, it affects the pressure on the tire, so always check those. This is a good one. Keep your gas cap fully sealed. How many of you actually spend time checking the integrity of your gas cap? I don't think I have ever done that or even thought about doing that. But it is important to be mindful of this part because if the seal around the inside of the gas cap goes bad, which it will over time, and if it's going bad or dry rotting or breaks, air is now getting into your gas tank. Because of the increased air in the fuel, your engine will have to burn more gas. This will increase your fuel consumption. Okay, this one's pretty scientific, but really quite fascinating. It says to refuel in the morning and not towards the end of the day. And this is for multiple reasons. One, it's going to save you money. And it's going to be, you know, maybe like a dollar or two cheaper in the morning versus in the evening. And if you're getting gas one to two times a week, that could be five to ten dollars each month that you'd be saving. But it's not because the prices are changing. It's because of the temperature. So let me explain. Early in the morning, the ground itself is still relatively cold, making the gas dense. And as the day progresses, the temperature rises. With each increment in the temperature scale, you can expect the molecules of the gas to be expanding. So if you're going to refuel later in the day when the gas has already expanded, the one gallon that you put into your car's gas tank may not actually be one gallon at all. This is because it has already expanded, giving you an actual volume of less than a gallon. So you want to do it in the morning while it's more dense because then you're getting basically a bigger bang for your buck. The last few tips to cover are to make sure that your fuel injectors are cleaned and are performing well to get those checked once a year. And don't forget to replace your air filter. I know many people think that when they go to get their oil changed and then the guy changing the oil says, oh look, your air filter is dirty and I'm guilty of it. When I was younger, I was like, it's not that dirty. It's fine. You're just trying to hose me because you're a car guy. <laughs> no, replace your air filter. If you want to save money, you can actually get reusable air filters that you would then take out and clean yourself. And you can do that every time an oil change is done. You just got to make sure that you won't need to be driving your car while you're cleaning it or waiting for the air filter to dry because you have to wait for it to dry before you can put it back in. So just plan your day before you do that. But that's what my husband and I do. We have reusable air filters because that saves us money in the long run and reduces waste as well. And the last tip is to be sensible when you are using the air conditioning in your vehicle, which is easily said. <laughs> Hard to do. Obviously, in the wintertime, we're not using the air conditioning. But in the summertime and in some parts of the country, it gets up over 100 degrees and it is hot in the car. And we are in a heck of a hurry to cool it down before we literally melt or sweat all over the place. So if you're able to, just be mindful of the AC. You can cool it down, but you don't have to make it 50 degrees inside the car. 
you can just cool it down to where you're not sweating. But that's going to definitely help with your fuel economy. So those are my tips for being fuel efficient with your vehicle. Hopefully you're able to integrate some of them into your life. And then also the other tips that we covered for your vehicle. Do what you can. I'm not asking you to do everything that we've talked about. But if you can just incorporate a handful of them, it will make a difference in the long run. I hope everybody has a great and wonderful rest of your week. Everybody's Irish on St. Patty's Day, so everybody can celebrate. It is on a Tuesday, so celebrate responsibly because everybody's going to be going to work the next day. <laughs> and you want to keep your job. <laughs> so... Everybody stay sustainable and have a great week and I will talk to you in a couple of weeks. Have a great one. Bye.